Welcome to the Tour Junkies PGA Tour Betting and DFS Podcast. This is an interesting one. This is DB, myself, and Pat Perry. Give you all you need to know about the 3M Open from lovely TPC Twin Cities in Minnesota, a brand new PGA Tour event. We're going to talk about the golf course, what we find to be important to play well here. We're going to give you our favorite picks, the guys we think are sleepers, the guys we think you should avoid. And myself and Pat certainly have some disagreement in this podcast, and we debate it pretty heavily. We also have a good time at the end with the chunk and run question reminiscing about some things that remind us or come to mind when we think of Minnesota. For all you 90s kids, I think you're probably going to appreciate that one. Uh, We're going to have a great time with this episode. It's a good one. We're live on YouTube. The interaction is killer. Be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. And we also talk a good bit about betting on this podcast. We give you some picks we like. We talk about some implied odds and some tournament matchups. And how you can not only take advantage of those in a sports book, but also in DFS. So some good information there. And if you're not already betting online, you should try mybookie.ag. We've been working with them for years. Good people. We trust them. You can trust them. Use promo code TOURJUNKIES when you sign up. They'll make sure to take care of you. If you have any issues, be sure and DM us on Instagram or Twitter, but you shouldn't. We've got over 500 referrals that have logged on to mybookie.ag and placed some PGA Tour bets. You won't regret it. Let's get into the show. What's going on, golf addicts? David Barnett here of the Tour Junkies, my partner in crime, Patrick H. Perry, with me. We're ready for the 3M Open. It's it's the it's the weird part in this in the season right now where we've got some new PGA Tour tracks on the schedule. Pat, we are recovering from last week and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Um, and you're you're frantically looking through something. What what have you forgotten, Pat? It, it looks like because we're broadcasting live on YouTube now, we can see each other's faces. It looks like you've either crapped your pants or you've forgotten something. What, what no, have no, you forgotten? I, haven't, I haven't forgotten anything. I'm just. Uh, I mean, you know, this is the, the whole video thing is new to me. So I, you know, when we started this, it was a podcast, meaning I didn't have to be on camera. So actually, this is some of the things that I do. Uh, during the actual recording, I'll be scrambling around. I just thought of something that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just writing it down. So you, it mu- it mu- you must be really excited about it because the look on your face—it looks like <laughs> you're very, very excited. Um, so I can't wait for you to bring that up. Let me know when that hits. Yeah, okay. uh, we, we've got a few viewers hopping in YouTube right now. Kyle Sinehe, thank you, my friend. Rhett Vreeland, um, thank you, sir. Mike Metzger, I freaking love him. Our our boy Moose. By the way, happy late birthday, Moose. Um, we love you. You are the founder of Fantasy National Golf Club, the greatest stat engine on the planet. We talk about it every week, but this podcast is presented to you because it's a three M Open. It's in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, you know. And so you got it. You got to dedicate it to Fantasy National Golf Club. You got to dedicate it to Moose. This one's for you, buddy. Uh, we freaking love you, love you and we Moose. love Fantasy National Golf Club. Love a lot of people won a truckload of money, a uh, you know just a lot of money on on daily fantasy last week. Thanks to Fantasy National Golf Club, and not thanks to us. We had a horrible week last week for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Um, but you know what? I, you know, I'm kind of glad it sucked because come Sunday, I wanted nobody to win but Nate Lashley. You know, the story of the week. 
the alternate that got in wasn't even on the DraftKings, wasn't even in DraftKings. You couldn't even have rostered Nate Lashley. Um, the books never added him, so you couldn't bet him. So, you know, it was kind of nice. It was a freeing weekend for yours truly because I, I had I had nothing really cooking. So it was just pull for Nate Lashley to, uh, to win the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and it's one of the best stories of the year, I think. Yeah, I was a big fan too. You know, I had crappy lineups anyway. It didn't matter, and so once he started running away with it, I was just I was just excited to, to watch him pull through. And then you had a guy like Doc Redman, you know, who Monday qualified in there, ends up you know finishing second, got himself a British Open spot. I mean, it was it was a tournament for the uh, for the journeyman. It, it was it was one of those type tourneys this week. It, is it just me or like? I mean, I, I know Doc Redman is a young guy. I went to LSU. But every time I see his Clemson. name, like if he it's – if it's, I'm sorry, Clemson. Yeah. When I see his name and I, and I haven't seen him on TV or I haven't seen his picture pop up in a little bit, I always think he's an old guy. Do you, do you ever think – Because it's Doc. Me? It's Doc is his first – it reminds me of uh, – of um, Field of Dreams, you know the the, the Doc. That's what they call yeah. him, Doc. Doc. I can't remember his last name in the movie. God, how can I not remember his last name? I mean, they love that freaking movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Anyway, um, Moonlight Graham. Keep... Moonlight Graham. Doc Graham. Okay, I just keep picturing like Ken Duke out there, and then they show Doc Redman. He's ripping, you know, hammer cannon sticks off the driver, off the tee, you know, and just dropping bombs. So. Um, I, I like the kid. I like him a lot. Unfortunately, what wasn't on him last week. Uh, I will say this. You know, we had a terrible week. We did have a few listeners that had a good week, including the podcast whore himself, Marcus <laughs> Miklovich, our friend Marcus, who's been listening to us for a long time, actually took down uh, a top three, I believe, or maybe top five in the Pat Mayo Experience League. Um, so props to him. He's just an, an all-star of, of a human. So he did pretty good. Um and like I said, a lot of people on Fantasy National want a lot of money. You can go to fantasynational.com slash TJ. Okay, Pat. Hey, Pat, do we have a promo code for Fantasy National? No, you got to go to um, fantasynational.com slash TJ, and then you can just do it that yeah. way and sign up. So, yeah. I learned that. Is that is true. That's true. And what do you get when you go to that website and you sign up? What, what, what benefits do you get? You get, um, a, um, you get a subscription to the best fantasy website in the world yeah but what's the discount do you get a discount or no um no you don't get any discounts we don't give people discounts yes you freaking do tell me what the discount is god you are so bad at this we do this every week you get 20 percent off any 20 percent off any subscription Weekly, monthly, annually, get 20% off. Just try it. If you try it and you don't like it, let us know. We will freaking give you your money back. I promise. Have you like, ever heard of it? Have we had anybody say they didn't like it? I mean, seriously, no, we've done this for a long time. No. But I haven't offered that kind of guarantee until, until like, last week. So yeah. I'm sure someone will hit, will hit me up for it. Um, someone on YouTube wanted to know if your son is watching. Oh, Kyle wants to know if your son is watching again. Because uh, last, last week he, he snuck in and was watching the YouTube feed. He could be. We'll see. If he's smart, though, he's not going to comment, and then you won't know. I bet you he, he knew we had 20% off. <laughs> he probably did. You know, uh, real quick, though, love Nate Lashley. We won't get into the story. If you watched, if you were awake for any amount of golf or on Twitter last week, you got into it. Great story, great guy, seems like a cool dude. Um, but one of the things I did want to touch on is this idea of these easier courses. Um, 
and, and especially these new courses that we feel like we're at least we got a couple things right. We got the fade DJ part right. Uh, we got the fade Gary Woodland part right. They both missed the cut. Um, and the only about the only other thing we got right was that this was going to be a birdie fest, and uh, that just about anybody in a birdie fest on the PGA Tour can get hot for a week and come out and, and run through it. And if you look at the leaderboard, that's that's what happened. I mean, a lot of the guys on the leaderboard. Um, Anybody that tees it up out here, I don't care if you're a Monday qualifier, if you're an alternate, anybody good enough to tee it up out here on a given week on the PGA Tour can get hot for one round. And when you get an easier golf course that allows for a lot of birdies, any of these guys can do that. Um, so unlike a major where you, you tend to see more difficult conditions and the cream really rises to the top, the inverse happens when you get a course that's so easy, everybody's just throwing darts. And, and I think that's something to keep in mind. It's something we'll probably talk about this week for uh, the TPC Twin Cities. Any, yeah. any additional thoughts on that? No, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, and it speaks to how we always talk about the, the variability here when it comes to choosing golfers. But it's like I think we, we were talking Thursday or Friday, and I said you could have taken a guy, uh, you know, an all-6K team and, 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 probably, and probably done fairly well. Um, but it's like we talked about last week, too, and I mentioned in the Fantasy Golf Sommelier article that this it was a week to take risk. You know, take some guys you may not, you know, that may not be popping, but may be in good recent form or whatever it is. I mean, I think it's, you know, these new courses, especially the courses where you can score a ton on, I, I take a few chances on a guy. I mean, he may not be, he may not be, you know, number one off the tee or, you know, top 20 off the tee or whatever, you know, or top 20 in strokes gained approach. But I see some other things that are popping for me. I think you can take those kind of chances, especially in your your tournaments like this, weaker fields, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's something that I, I felt like going into last week. And even though I didn't have a great week, I think it was the right way of thinking for that tournament. So, and probably again this week. I agree. Um, I agree. I, I do need to make one correction, though, and that is on my boy, our boy Marcus Miklovich. I, I got it wrong. He finished second in the $100 single entry, and I really want to make sure he knows that. Great listener. play Great lineup. $100 single entry contest. He finished second. That's a big deal. Good, good for him. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you there, Pat. Uh, the only other announcement I really have I don't want to beat that dead horse, is the member guest contest update. You know, a lot of people may have heard about this contest. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It's it's kind of wild. We, we haven't talked about it a ton, but the contest is basically we want guerrilla marketing. We want you guys spreading the TJ gospel on the streets and, and trying to tell as much people about the podcast as possible. And, you know, basically word of mouth is kind of what we're looking for. And we're looking for creative ways to do so. And we're going to pick one winner, and that winner is going to get flown to Augusta, Georgia in October, get put up by us. Got You know, they're going to get down here. We're going to take care of all that. And they're going to play with me in the one-day Champions Retreat uh, member guest contest, which I'm the defending champion of the net division, by the way, in that, uh, in that golf tournament from last year. So that, that person's going to get to come down here and hang out and do that. And I tell you, man, it's we haven't given an update in a few weeks, Pat, but there's there, there's a few contenders right now. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's too late in the game to make a big splash if you're creative. But we're going to call this contest here in a few weeks. And right now there's a few people who are who are putting in the work. Pat, do you want to hit any highlights of maybe some of the things that are being done 
uh, out there to, to spread the TJ gospel? Yeah, I mean, we've got some good stuff. I feel I feel like it's going to be a hard decision here. Um, it is a hard there's decision. There's been some good stuff, funny stuff out there, creative stuff. You know, we got a guy in New Jersey who's um, Bill. quite possibly certifiable. Um, but he's <laughs> he's uh, but a really cool dude, um, yeah. and is doing some fun stuff. So, I, and then we've got an Instagram page that's that's been popping, Facebook, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's been really yeah. cool to see. I I want to see someone else though inject themselves into this, like just Ooh. come in with some straight fire and blow yeah. all these I'll blow all these other folks out of the water because we got some good stuff, and I and I. I, hey, we can't go wrong with anything so far. You can. I mean, you're the one yeah. that's going to play with. But I don't know. I think Just someone out there. Just maybe a late there, run. A yeah. little, a little a late, late haymaker. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. We've got Bill in Jersey who put on, put on a, a like one-month or two-month-long tattoo of Golby on his arm. You know, it wasn't the permanent thing, but, you know, it's a creative thing. He's been putting stickers all over things. He went to a Trump golf course in Jersey and put a tour junkie sticker on Donald Trump's locker in the locker room. He's not a member there either. That the Bill isn't. Yeah. Uh, we've had some creative things going on. So uh, it's been interesting. If you're interested in trying to throw your name in the hat, go ahead and do that. Uh, along those lines, but totally separate, the member guest video up on our YouTube page is live. And it's six minutes. We think it's pretty funny, especially the very end. Please watch to the very end. There is a something that happened that we could not have anticipated in the locker room of Champions Retreat uh, yes. while filming, and <laughs> uh, is is pretty freaking funny. So head over to our YouTube page and check out the 2019 member guest recap video. It was the final day of me of my member guests, and me and Pat were playing uh, to try to win our flight, and so we just gave you a little glimpse of of being on the course and um and then a little some little recap video in the locker room later on it's pretty funny again six and a half minutes what i mean people have six and a half minutes just do it right yeah i think it'd be funny and subscribe to the youtube channel while you're there i think that'd be awesome too pat uh anything else to add there before we really get get going here no i think uh, i think uh you know it's sort of a short uh recap there uh, you know right? what i like it i i, I think we need to I think we got to pick up the pace a little pick bit. Pick it here. up, um, pick it up. Yeah, we got a good chunk and run plan tonight. I think some uh, we should have some fun Great with the ones. chunk and run. I, I'm going to recall some some memories from. I'm going to recall some memories tonight in the chunk and run that you're not going to want to miss. I'm excited about the chunk and run. Yeah, it's going to. That be good. may have been um, what I was scrambling around at the beginning. Oh, uh, okay, okay, I got you. That uh, could have been. Before we get to the chunk, before we get to the the course breakdown, all that stuff. Last week we talked about this this idea of rake in daily fantasy, and we talked about a company in fantasy draft who we've worked with for years, um, considering t- changing the game and how DFS sites handle rake. And there's more to come on that, and you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot more hopefully next week. But FantasyDraft.com wants to bring you an important message about rake. Are you tired of paying high fees to play daily fantasy? Of course you are. Did you know that over time these fees can cost daily fantasy players over 30% of their bankroll. 30%. That's a lot. Okay? As daily fantasy sites keep raising the rake, prize pools are getting squeezed more and more, making it harder for harder, Squeezing. harder and harder for players like you to win. What what's that, Pat? Squeezing. I just said squeezing. I don't squeezing. Know. Yeah, yeah. 
more rake just means more money lining the big DFS sites, pockets, and less money for you. But change is coming. Change is coming. Like winter is coming. I believe next week, Fantasy Draft is changing the game, and they're going to bring you rake-free daily fantasy. Rake-free daily fantasy. Did you say rake-free? Correct. Rake-free. Soon you'll be able to play your favorite contest without paying any rake to the house on Fantasy Draft. 100% of the entry fees will be paid out to contest winners 100% of the time playing your favorite contest rake-free will save you hundreds and even thousands of dollars in rake every single month. So, uh, you know, every dollar will be paid to contest winners. Just imagine what playing on Fantasy Draft is going to do for your bankroll. You can register at FantasyDraft.com right now and be the first to know when the rake-free revolution begins. Now, we do have a promo code over at Fantasy Draft, and you get a free seven-day trial. Pat, any idea what that promo code is on Fantasy Draft? Yes, I do know what it is. Um, Tour Junkies. Very good, very good. It's the only promo (laughs) code we have for anything. Uh, Tour Junkies, if you go to FantasyDraft.com, we've been playing on there for a few years. Listen, um, they've got the NBA, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour every single week. Good contests over there. Uh, There's opportunity to be had. You pick seven golfers. They drop your lowest score. Everyone gets their lowest score dropped. Uh, we think there's a little strategy to that, and every week, actually, over on Roto Grinders uh, YouTube feed, we put out a video highlighting some of our favorite picks on Fantasy Draft uh, with that strategy in mind. So, uh, it's it's pretty crazy to think about not paying any rake on a daily fantasy site. So, you're gonna want to pay attention to that because I have a feeling that Fantasy Draft's gonna have a lot more players moving over with this new rake format. It could be really cool, and hopefully we have more information to bring your way next week. You will be the first to know on the Tour Junkies podcast. Right, Pat? That is true, yeah. But the the whole 6 of 7 thing is underrated, too. Being able to drop that, that low score. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Especially for me. Yeah, yeah, agree. <laughs> um, hey, Pat? Let's get this yeah. course breakdown, buddy, because we've got we've got a brand new golf course now. I don't want you to I don't want you to bore the people to death with the course breakdown, but I, I want you to I want you to deliver the goods some and whatever stats you're focused on. Yeah, so I'm gonna hit the highlights here, but yeah, we are at the new 3M Open, just north of Minneapolis in Blaine, Minnesota. At TPC Twin Cities, this is a par 71 playing about 7,470 yards. You got bent grass from tee to green. 156 players in this field, so definitely we got a full field event. Um, This is uh, obviously being a new course, new turn. We don't have any history to go off of, so don't have to worry about that. It's an Arnold Palmer design. They've played a ton of Champions Tour events here, and when they have, it has been a birdie fest for those guys, so I am not expecting it to be any different this year. For this tournament, you got three par fives, all play right at about 590 yards, so I do think the longer hitters are going to have an advantage on those par has, fives. Sorry. Has Doc Redman ever won that Champions Tour event? He may have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so, you know... The fairways here in the past for the Champions events have been very generous. I think they're going to make them a little bit more narrow, but I still don't think they're going to be that difficult to hit. The trouble here 
when it comes to off the tee and around the green is there is a lot of water. Uh, there are a lot of bunkers that come into play off the tee, so that's going to be something that, you know, you want to – you just – you got to avoid that trouble in those big numbers, but I still think these guys are going to score a ton. Approach will be key, I think. I'm looking at strokes gained approach uh, to these average-sized greens. I think, um, again, you, you do need some accuracy off the tee, but I don't think it's a premium like I, it, it, it was more so last week. Um, we've gotten a lot of rain on this course, uh, even today and leading up to the week. So I think it's going to play soft. I think it's going to be very receptive on the greens. So again, scoring should be um, pretty low. And the, the greens will run definitely very true, pretty quick on the bent grass. Um, so I think it's just going to be a good week. I like seeing new courses. For As far as stats, I'm looking at strokes gained off the tee approach. Also form, I'm going to be a big form guy this week. Uh, I think that's something that I'm going to pay attention to a good amount. Um, other than that, definitely opportunities gained, which is a stat you only, you're only you only going to see, as we, we've talked about many, many times on Fantasy National. So I will look at opportunities gained as well. So that's about it. I'm going to try to kind of – I'm going to take all the noise out this week. I'm changing my approach. I'm just going to – I'm going to make it easy, go with some form, Go with, I'm, I'm probably going to lean towards Bombers this week, and, uh, and that's where I'm going to go. Nice, Pat. Nice. Well done. That was good and short. I like that. Um, yeah, you know what? I You're making a I'm note. Look did, at it. Did, something, uh, did something I said pop out to you, or are you just, you're no, just making a note? I'm just making a note. I wrote down, Pat is, is nice. That's what I wrote down. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, right as I was about to say something, a synapse fired and reminded me of my New Year's resolution that I set to be nicer to Pat. Remember uh, that? Were you about to say something mean? Yeah, I was. And then it just... No, go ahead. I want you, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling thick-skinned tonight. What, what are you going to say that's mean? I'll save it then. If you're feeling thick-skinned, we'll save that. Um, okay. Here's, here's what I'll say. I'm looking at it a lot like last week. Um, I think anybody can, can pop up and play well here. Bombers, yes. Uh, aggressive bombers, yes. Always um, short knockers in good form. Short knockers with elite iron play, putting the lights out. Yes, I just think anybody um, can can pop here. So that's my approach, both in DFS and then when I looked at the betting odds, I've got a few betting uh, a few betting lines I want to talk about tonight. Uh, the shortest guy I got right now on the card is at fifty to one. So we'll get to him later. I'm not interested in betting any of the shorter guys than that. Hey, by you the know, way, um, we got a we got an email here, a message that just popped up that Jim Herman um, subscribed to us on YouTube. I wonder if that's the, the player Jim Herman who um, won like last minute leading up to the Masters. Do you think now he's like in the DFS game? No. Okay. I'm pretty he's sure very, it's not. He's very accurate off the tee. If he's playing this week. Yeah. I think it's probably not him, just the hunch, okay. but we'll move forward. Um, I am looking at tee to green. You know, I, I like the Bombers, like you said. I like the short guys that still gain strokes off the tee. I love the iron play studs, approach, opportunities gained is definitely a stat I looked at. Uh, greens and regulation, looked at that. Looked at strokes gained putting over the last 100 rounds on bent grass. Um, I love some bent grass. Being here at Augusta, love it. Yeah. Um, love some bent grass. I so looked at that. Um, looked at, and I think honestly, what's more important is DraftKings points scored. If you're talking about DFS, and then par five scoring as well. You've got the you've got the par fives here, guys. Got to take advantage. 
you just need guys who are going to make a lot of birdies and get you a few eagles here and there because you're going to have to continue. You've got to go low here for sure. You can't have way, an even par day. I will say, too, I, did, I didn't mention it, but I did look at par 5 scoring. I did. I, I kind of um, narrowed it down a little bit, though, because all of them are right at that 590 range. Yeah, they're and long. You can, you can look at um, that, you know, 550 to 600 yards on Fantasy National. I, I did want to look at that stat for par 5 scoring as well. Um, you mentioned this is an Arnold Palmer design, thus my Arnie hat. Uh, I'm wearing the Arnie hat, paying homage to the king. Love the guy. Um, big fan of Arnie. So I've already got a couple of uh, um, going to be a, got, already got a couple comments on the hat. And my one of my favorite comments so far just came in from our boy Moose. Going to be more scoring than DB in high school. <laughs> oh man, that is funny. That is entertaining. I can't Moose, do I need to do I need to send David up to? Uh up to Minnesota for for you to get a hotel room with them or something. I mean, hey, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Minnesota here in just a little bit for the chunk and run. But let's get into some picks, Pat. And for the picks, I'm gonna try to change it up. I'm gonna turn the hat around. I'm I'm you know I need like a little rally like a little rally cap for the. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of doing the same, but you just you stole my idea. So I guess I'll let you do it. Maybe I'll do it for the second half. Or should I do like the like 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 the shark fin rally cap like they do in baseball? No, I don't want to do that because then I... You know, the backwards not, visor isn't all that bad. Really. The backwards visor is actually an underrated look, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, you look ridiculous, but you would look ridiculous in anything. But I I do think the backwards visor needs to needs to make an appearance some places. Yeah. I'm, but I, it, can't I, be, it can't be coupled with other things of douchebaggeriness, like your AirPods, um, if you have like an earring... Or if you have, uh, you're using like, AirPods too. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, but you can't. You can't use them with a backwards visor. You can't do that. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. All right, let's get to the action here, Pat. Nine K and above range, three GPPs, one cash lock, and a fade. I gotta be honest, man. Um, I'm gonna fade. Everyone above Joaquin Neiman. That is my fade. I guess officially my favorite fade in this range is going to be Bryson DeChambeau because I hate his self. I, I gotta, I'm so against Bryson, it's not even funny. I, I get that the form is coming back around. He looks like he's playing all right. Here it is, man. Here, here's Honest DB. Screw that guy, all right? Not a fan. Can't stand him. Fading Bryson DeChambeau. And the only reason is that and the price. So I'm just fading everyone above there, but officially definitely fading Bryson DeChambeau. I, I just, when you look at the structures on DraftKings and the betting odds, taking into consideration what I was saying about the, the, the various types of people that I think can come and win this event. Brooks, listen, it, it's a warm-up before major. We're, we could get DGAF mode Brooks, and even if we don't, at 11-9 on DraftKings, the short odds, I, I'm not a fan. Hideki, you know I love Hideki, and at 11-1, I'm tempted, but I'm probably gonna pass. Um, Jason Day, I don't know. It's Jason Day. He could, he could, he could get a boo-boo and not want to play in Minnesota. All of a sudden, I hate Bryson DeChambeau. If you want to play Reed and Sabatini, I got it. But I'm gonna go with Joaquin Neiman, who is definitely, you know, you talked him up on the podcast last week. Now he was included in the chalk bomb. He was the chalk bomb last week on the way to a T5 finish. But listen. 
we got to we got to wash our hands sometimes with the chalk bomb, right? Like our By the way, ben just because a chalk bomb comes out, it doesn't mean we don't like him. Yeah, Pat liked him on the show. You know, again, we're we're gonna we're gonna we totally don't write the do chalk some, bomb. That's pretty well we're known. We're gonna do some politicking. Now. We're gonna do some politicking here. We're gonna play both sides of the aisle here. Okay. Yeah. Like, we talked about him in the show, Ben Little. He was my right? one-and-done pick for the week. He was your one-and-done pick. Very nice. At True Math, who we love Ben. He is a data guy. He knows way more about data and all that stuff than we do. He wrote him up in the chalk bomb, didn't like him. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I want to say this. I wasn't going to say this. People, shut the up on the chalk bomb thing. The chalk bomb is meant to be a bold call. I don't even understand this. Like, I don't understand why people on Thursday are giving us fits for a chalk bomb call, whether it works out or it doesn't. It is meant to be a call on a popular player. The reason they are popular is probably because they're good, probably because they're playing well, probably because they have a really good history here, probably because all the stats are – like, that is the reason why they're popular. So the chalk bomb is – if if the chalk bomb is successful – 60% 60% of the time all year, you're probably getting an edge, especially because it's freaking free. So with all the chirping on Twitter, shut the f- up on the chirping. That's what I got to say. It just pisses me off. Well, you're not also mention, missing out. That is, probably, are... that is probably, not to mention, that's, that's literally 15% of the content in the chalk box. Exactly. If you read the whole thing, yeah. it is 15% of the content in the chalk box. So if... And, and, hey, if you want to look at the Chalk Bomb and then play whoever the Chalk Bomb is, be my guest. But there's plenty of other really good content in there, theory content, picks, stats, all that stuff. You make the choice. So just the chirping, it kills me. That's a, that's You make the choice. You couldn't say that. God. I couldn't have said that any better myself. Take the information. That's what you do anyway from a podcast, from anything you read, from the Chalk Bomb, whatever. Take it. Then you make your own decisions. Don't then don't blame yeah. anybody else for it if it goes wrong. I mean, come on. Hey, if you play, <sighs> you know, it's it's like it back referring back to high school. If you hide the pickle on prom night, like you're gonna have to deal with the consequences. You make the choice. Nobody hides it for you, right? Yeah. You just do it. <laughs> um, Joaquin Neiman, I, I like him, man. I like where his I like where his game's at right now. I like starting, you know, ninety three hundred dollar range. Um, I like I like a little more balanced approach this week. I actually think there's going to be some people that are going to play Jason Day, Hideki. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to play Deshambo because his form's coming back around. I like where Joaquin's at. The price is a little scary to me, but I don't care. It is a weak field. Um, the dude is really hot right now. He seems to have found something. The irons are looking great. And uh, so I'm going to roll with Joaquin Neiman. I'm going to go with Sung J.M. at 9,000 for similar reasons as Joaquin Neiman, another really good ball striker. I'm liking Sung J here. Playing good uh, at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Just, I mean, he just needs putts. If, if everything clicks for Sung J in one event, which typically, and obviously that's the case for anybody, if everything clicks, right? But typically it's like a, if one thing, like, Typically with Sung Jay, like one thing is not good for one event, and he still finishes top twenty-five, which is what happened last week. Last week, positive everywhere in strokes gained except for putting, so T twenty-one, fantastic. Um, but I, I just I feel like if if I feel like this is a good week for Sung Jay, possibly get his first PGA Tour event or PGA Tour win. Uh, I like that. But I'm gonna go with a guy you mentioned recent form. You're gonna wait recent form. I'm going to go with a guy in pretty terrible recent form. I'm going to go with Tony Finau. I feel like 
this is a time to jump on on Tony. The ownership has been a little lower than what we're used to with Tony in terms of DFS over the last couple weeks. If you look at his putting splits on Fantasy National, by far the best surface that he putts on is bent grass greens over the last 100 rounds. Now, didn't have a good Travelers, missed the cut, missed the cut of the U.S. Open, missed the cut at the Memorial, almost won the Charles Schwab. Uh, but here, here's an interesting thing that I, that I saw and noticed on my bookie, which if you want to bet on golf, go to mybookie.ag, use promo code TOURJUNKIES, get yourself a deposit bonus, get yourself some, some extra sweet customer service because they take care of all our folks. But mybookie.ag, promo code TOURJUNKIES. Here's a, here's a matchup I saw with Tony Finau uh, that I think is interesting, Pat. Tony Finau and Victor Hovland, young hove, the, the, the rookie sensation, right? Um, who I will say played is playing quite well right now. What do you think the odds? Who do you think is the favorite in that matchup? I mean, it's probably going to be Hovland, who, I, despite I will have some differences here, I don't think he should be favored, but I bet he is. He's actually not favored. In fact, he's a massive underdog to Tony Finau on the books, which I think is very, very interesting. Hmm. Tony Finau is a favorite, minus 135 to Hovland's plus 115, and basically the same price. Hovland only $100 less on DraftKings. And if you look at implied odds to win, shout out Ben Little, who loves to talk about implied odds in the chalk bomb when you, when you look at matchups. Uh, Finau is projected to win 57.45% of the time in that matchup between Victor Hovland. And, and that's actually a lot in terms of in terms of betting that matchup line. That's actually a pretty high total. So uh, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna go with Vegas here. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Vegas and I'm gonna go Tony Finau. However, I'm gonna hedge a little bit, and my cash play this week is Victor Hovland. I like the price tag at 9100. I like how good he's playing right now. The confidence factor. Who knows when he's gonna stop getting all these special exemptions. Uh, and having to actually start earn his tour card and and, and earn his starts, uh, but I do like him in cash at ninety one hundred. So there you go, nine k and above. I bet you Hovland is going to get sponsors exemptions the rest of the way through the year until they get to the play until they get to the playoffs. Yeah. Unless he makes it into there, but I I don't know. I'm still these young guns. I still don't know if I'm I would play him in cash. I don't mind him in GPPs, but I, I'm just. I can't say with confidence that I'm going to sit there and, and, and want to play him in cash. And the ownership for him has been, especially for tournaments, I haven't liked what I've seen there. I will say this, you know, when we, you know, we don't talk about our picks. We, we talk about that all the time. And, and Finau is my fade in this group. And you may have changed my Ooh. mind. You may have changed my mind a little bit. I, I will say that. But I'm going to keep him as my fade. And really a lot of that is when you look at his recent form, you mentioned that it, it's not very good. He's missed three straight cuts. Now, he did finish second at the Schwab before that those three missed cuts. Um, but when you look at the stats, he's not really checking the box, especially off the tee as far as, as far as driving accuracy. He is 143rd in the field. He's been spraying it all over the place over really those last three tournaments where he hasn't made the cut. He's 101st in opportunities gained, so he's not giving himself a whole lot of scoring chances. So I don't like Finau this week. I still I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait till I see a little bit of a sign that he's turned it around before I, I, I look at playing him. But I, I, you, you, I could see me later in the week. I don't know. You may have convinced me to take a shot on him. I'm okay. to, I'm right. totally with you on um, Jacqueline Neiman. 
That's that's what I'm going to call him. I'm just going to go ahead and call him Jacqueline Neiman. You know, that's just my name for him yeah. by now. I say it, mis, mispronounce it all the time, so I might as well just keep doing it. But I do like him. I think he is uh, definitely in play as far as tournaments are concerned. And I like him in cash as well. So he will be my cash play this week. I am not with you, though, on fading this over 10K group. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play some Brooks Kepka up at the top there at 11.9. You know, <laughs> you know he is going to be checking a ton of boxes. Off the tee, approach, ball striking. He's, t- he's second in the field, first in proximity, fourth in opportunities gained. I, look, I get the narrative. I get the narrative. Oh, he doesn't want to play in he doesn't want to play in these regular tour events, blah 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 blah. We're still getting him week in and week out low owned. He was twelve and a half percent owned at the RBC Canadian. He was eleven point seven at the US Open and he was twelve point eight at the Travelers. I will take a Brooks Kepka. I don't care if it's a regular seat, whatever event, I don't care. I like him. I don't mind the price 11, at 11 9 How do you don't say you don't it. mind the price? Shut up. Don't tell me that. Don't say that. You have to mind the price at 11 9 I mind the price, but I say that because I do think there's a lot of guys down cheap that you can fit in with when you play Brooks Kepka. I'm Can't wait play to Brooks. get there. What do you consider cheap? Are you talking about 6Ks or are you doing like 7K? I think there's some guys in the 6K range, and I think there's some guys in the low 7K you, range you can play. You better bring the, you better bring the heat in the 6K range to play Brooks. That's I have two really good guys that I like in the 6K range, by the way. Yeah, by the way, yeah, we just had a great comment. Dude, where's the thong? Did you see Brooks's latest thong video? Awesome. That's even better. That is even better. And then Kyle said, so does Pat. <laughs> Pat, have you ever worn a thong? Be honest. Why would I wear a thong? Like, what? what? I'm just asking. A- no. Answer the question. No. Well, you not? What? I don't even understand the question. Like, why would you wear a thong? Did you see the Brooks Kepka video? Mm-mm. Guys, y'all, Pat has no idea. Y'all, Pat, Pat pays no attention to stuff. Like, I don't even know how we do this. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Twitter all the time. I didn't see. Did that come What are you out looking today? at on Instagram? What are you looking at on Instagram? I look at females. <laughs> if it comes up. <laughs> if it comes up, I'm, I'm not sitting there looking at Brooks Kepka's ass. It was all over Twitter. You're t- I thought you Genesis. said I thought you were talking about something like I know the thing that happened like three months ago. Why are we going back it to that? It happened again. It happened again, like three days ago. Jenna Sims hey, posted I'm, another video. I'm not all up Brooks Kepka's ass like you are. I know he's your he's a man dime to you and you love him, but I'm just not I'm not paying attention to him like that. What I am paying attention to is this freaking golf game. He's one of the best golfers in the world. To sit he there and the say that you're gonna fade him. Whatever the price is, I don't see how you can do it. <laughs> Except for DJ last uh, week, I will say that. But anyway, I do like Brooks Kepka this week, especially if I'm going to get him in that where he's where he's looking as far as ownership as he's trended the last three weeks when he's played in a tour event or even the U.S. Open where he's 12% owned or whatever it is. That's ridiculous. Why, why, is, Brooke, why is Brooks Kepka 11.7% owned in the U.S. Open? And he finished second. Anyway, moving on. Also love Jason. Not- also love Jason Day this week at ten nine. Big fan of him. You know, you look at his recent form. Finished twenty first at the U.S. Open, top ten at, at the Travelers. Checking boxes for sure. When you look at off the tee, sixth in the field. He's sixteenth in ball striking. He's fourth in that par five scoring from five fifty to six hundred yards that I looked at. I think Jason Day, and, and again, he's another guy that's coming in. Typically, lately, we're seeing him uh, low owned. 
we'll want to check Fanshare Sports later in the week, but I do like Jason Day. So Day, Day Kepka, and Neiman are going to be my three GPP plays. Fading Tony Oof. Finau and Cash is going to be um, Neiman. Yeah, so very different approach here. I, I don't hate the Jason Day pick. I'm not going to be mad at you, but I, I just I think I'm going to plant my flag and, and go pretty balanced this week. But uh, what, is, I don't, right. what is your, like, like, when you hate a pick, you act like it's the stupidest thing in the world. And I love it because most of the time this happens, by the way, listeners, most of the time this happens, I am the one that comes out on the positive end. And if we, if we had somebody that tracks it, Whenever we have a huge argument about a guy, I pretty much win that argument every single time. Every single time. <laughs> I guarantee you, you Brooks Kepka is going to outperform this week. Okay, well, okay, here's the this I is think a good he finishes question. I think if matter of fact, if he he would probably be my one and done, but I'm not going to take him as my one and done cuz I'm going to get a little more out there, but I think he can win. All right, so this is a good theory question. 11-9. Obviously, we're just talking about about DFS because it doesn't apply to it doesn't apply to, to betting. Um, if he's eleven nine in DFS in this field, what do you consider a success in terms of where he ranks in DraftKings points scored at the end of the golf tournament? What do you consider is a successful call? Top well, ten, top five. I think top five, but I think you also got to look at scoring as well. One of the things you mentioned when we started—that's what I'm talking about in scoring. That's what I'm talking about in scoring. Not, okay, not I'm not talking about finish place finish. I'm not talking about finish. I know. I'm yeah. talking about DraftKings points scored. Where are you? I talking think if about you get them in the top ten or top five, I think you are you are going to have a good week if you go down below and pick get some of the good guys down below and they they outperform their price. I think you'll have a good shot to win. I think Brooks Okay, Kepka so if he finishes easily, if he finishes 7th in DraftKings points scored, do you see that as a as a, a as a loss for the pick? I don't I don't wouldn't say that's a loss. I think that's kind of right in the I would say Okay, what he, I would say if he was he, outside does, of the top 10 in DraftKings okay. scoring, I'd probably say that was a loss. Okay. All right, so he's got a score of the top ten. You say to return value on. He's DK. number one, just, by the way. He's number one pressures. by the field for the last twenty-four rounds in DraftKings scoring. You know what I wonder though? I wonder. I wonder. In fact, let's just look at this while we're on this. This is good stuff. I wonder how many of those twenty-four rounds you you find are majors. Let's see. Um, he played four rounds at the Travelers, oh, then the U.S. Open, up, oh, then the Canadian, up, oh, then the PGA, up, oh, then the Byron Nelson, then the Masters. Okay, so, uh, you know, 12 of those 24 rounds were in the majors. Whereas, if you look at Brooks not in the majors over the last 24 rounds, you have a 57th at the Travelers, you have a 50th at the RBC Canadian, you do have a 4th at the Byron Nelson, you have a 56th at the Players, a miscut at another Arnold Palmer design that's uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Like, that's what you have over the last 24 rounds. Okay. All right, so I, you know I love Brooks. I mean, you know I do. I freaking love him. I love if, him. If and you are going just off of the narrative that he does not play, want to play or care about regular tournaments, I just I think you're you're missing out. I think that, that, is, not, that 11, is not nine, the only reason. I'm just saying at 11-9 in DFS – in this field, I don't really find the value down low that you're that you're seeing. Maybe you'll expose somebody that I like, but 
I'm I don't think it's worth playing Brooks and a top ten in DraftKings points scored. I think is very borderline for possibly returning value. So there we go. All right, let's get to let's get to the eight K. We could we we can argue about this on the uh, DraftKings after TJ after dark show after this. Um, I'm going to ride the hot hand in the 8K range and go with Kevin Strillman at 8,900. Strills is just doing his thing, man. He checks a box and DraftKings points scored, strokes gained approach, opportunities gained, greens and regulation gained. Um, I, you know, 35th last week, 15th the week before, 4th to Memorial. He's gained 26 strokes in four events. I love Strillman in the 8K range. Uh, he's also my cash play. And then... Finally, down there near the bottom, I'm going to go with Adam Hadwin, the Canadian. You know, Minnesota may as well be Canada to me. I mean, I'm in Augusta, Georgia. It's freaking 100 degrees at 9 o'clock at night right now. So, Minnesota is basically Canada, um, and he's Canadian, and it's Canada Day, I think, right now or this week you or just, something. I don't know. You just said Minnesota is basically Canada. Like, <laughs> you're going to disagree with all my reasons for playing Brooks Kefka, but then you're going to throw out Minnesota is basically Canada, and so that's what it I'm going to say, I'm Adeline. saying it may as well be. For me, it, it's such a faraway land, it may as well be. Um, I'm not saying it's not a lovely place. I've been there. It's fantastic. But it may as well be Canada for me, and it's Canada week or day or whatever their thing is. And it's the 4th of July, America's Independence Day week, all going on. And I think Adam Hadwin crosses over both. So you give me that narrative at 8,100. Oh, yeah, plus he checks literally every box. Strokes gain off the tee. DraftKings points scored. Actually, strokes gain on par fives. <laughs> strokes gain putting on bent grass. Strokes gain approach. Opportunities gained. I mean, I think Adam Hadwin's fantastic. He missed the cut at the Travelers oh well. Finished sixth at the Canadian Open. So here we are, back in Canada, kind of, with air quotes. Um, also, when you look at, uh, I think this is an interesting stat. There's a guy priced below him. Um, let me let me see where he is uh, in this. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry, he's above him. Defend er, your champion from this past week, Nate Lashley, $200 more than him on DraftKings, right? But if, going back to the the mybookie.ag odds, Adam Hadwin is a massive favorite over Nate Lashley, minus 130 to Nate Lashley, plus 110. That's implied odds for Hadwin to win that matchup nearly 57% of the time versus Lashley's 47% of the time. So the books like Hadwin way above Nate Lashley. Nate Lashley is my fade. Do not buy into the Nate Lashley hype. I get it. I love the guy. I hope he continues to have a great PGA Tour season. And I, But don't jump in after the win. I'm sure it was a highly emotional week for him. Uh, at $8,300, no thank you. Uh, I love Adam Hadwin. So Hadwin and Streels in tournaments. Streelman is my cash play. I love him in cash. I'll pay the 8900 And Lashley is the fade. Boom. Streelman is just so vanilla. Golly. Way to go out there, David. Way to put yourself out there. Uh, anyway, I'm fine with Streelman. He, he's whatever. I'd probably fade him if I, if I were you, but whatever. Anyway, um, so this week for me, by the way, Hadwin was one of my GPP plays. I do like that call at 8,100. I think that is a that's a good. I don't like this range, by the way. There's not a, a ton of guys here that I, I really like all that much. Um, but I also say Charles Howell. You know, we saw him play pretty well last week. He's not checking a lot of boxes, but um, you know, he's a guy that's just always been a good cut maker. He's he's just solid as it comes week in and week out. 
you know, I like what I saw from him watching the tournament last week. So I think that um, he's trying to gear his game up for the Open. So I like him at 8,400. I think he's a good play. I think he's also a good cash play as well. We know he's the ATM machine of the tour. So I like that. Now, the ATM of the tour. You don't say ATM machine because the M is the machine. So that would be like saying AT machine machine. Automated, automated teller machine machine. Yeah, if I were listening to this show and I just heard you say that, I probably would have skipped ahead or cut it off or something for right now. But <laughs> anyway, so, but, okay, all right. Um, who else did I have here? I also liked, um, so I mentioned, oh, we only had two GPPs, right? So, yep. That's it. My fade is Who'd you say in cash? Also, oh, Charles Howe. Yeah. Okay. Um, my fade in this range, I had a tough time with this one as well. I'm, I'm with you on Nate Lashley, not buying a whole lot of, uh, into that hype. And I love that he won last week, but just not a fan there. But um, I'm going to keep fading Phil Mickelson. I don't know. The guy's yeah, just, why I not? mean, he, yeah. whatever. He's yeah, terrible I'm right with you. now. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention my, my, first, my first player on the betting ticket is in this category. I didn't mention him for DFS because I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Um so you said that, that was uh, this is going to be your fifty to one guy that you mentioned. Yeah, fifty right? to one, Scott Piercy. Um, I like Piercy at fifty to one, and, and I don't hate him for DFS. I feel like I don't know. We'll check fan share. I feel like he could be one of these guys in this eight K range. I think could be popular. Uh, when we say we check fanshare.sports.com, that means we're looking at at, at ownership projections. So if you're playing DFS golf. You better have a membership at FanshareSports.com. That's where we go. That's where we've gone for years now to evaluate ownership. These guys listen to all the podcasts, read all the articles, uh, follow everyone on Twitter that has anything to do with touting this crap, um, and they tell you who's getting talked up and who is not getting talked up. And so they'll tell you who's popular. And in tournaments, if you're playing GPPs on any daily fantasy site, whether it's FanDuel, DraftKings, Fantasy Draft, whatever, you need to know who's popular and who's not. Um, so FanshareSports.com is your site. The promo code is TourJunkies, a lot like Fantasy National. You get 20% off any subscription weekly, monthly, or annually, and like Fantasy National. If you join and you don't like it, let us know. Like, join for the week or the month, okay? If you don't like it, tell us, and we'll get your money back to you. It's that easy. We guarantee. If you stick with it, you'll like it. Um, so I, I feel like Piercy might be a popular move in DFS. I don't know, though. Maybe not. But I do like him to start off the betting card at 50-1. to 1. I'm okay with that. Proving I wrote better. down Piercy. Right. He was kind of like, he was sort of my my two, yeah. he was my 3A three, three or 3B pick or whatever you want to call it. So. so, all right, 7K range, like a lot of weeks, pretty tough to narrow down. For me, Pat, um, I've got a lot of a lot of guys written down that I'm trying to I'm trying to narrow it down. But maybe you've already narrowed it down, so I'm going to ask you to start. All right, well, starting at the very top here, um, I do like some uh, some JJ Spawn at 7,800. He's been playing well lately. Finished top okay. T13 last week. Uh, at the Rocket Mortgage, he was T30 at the Travelers uh, and T44 at the RBC Canadian. So he's made three straight cuts. He's uh, been pretty solid. You look at across the board when it comes to the stats, he's top 30 in strokes gained approach, top 30 in ball striking. He's also 32nd in the field in par 5 scoring from that 550 to 600 yard 
mark. And then, um, you know, so he's he's been he's been playing well. So I like some JJ Spawn at 7,800. Uh, I will play a decent amount of him. And then I like Kyle Stanley at 7,600. He is a guy that I seem to always sort of miss. I will say that. But when it comes to the stats, he is checking all the boxes. Off the tee, 35th, 6th in strokes gain approach, 10th ball striking, 5th in driving accuracy, 22nd par 5 scoring from 550 to 600 yards, and then 21st also if you take a look at proximity. So I think that uh, Kyle Stanley is, is definitely a good play, and we've seen him improve his game over the last three weeks. He was 65th at the U.S. Open, but then 36th at the Travelers, 21st last week. So he's been improving every week, so I like Kyle Stanley as well. By the way, if you do take Brooks Kepka, if you're one of those bold people that are just such an idiot that you're going to take Brooks Kepka this week, yeah, you're you going to start. You're going to start at 7,600 is where your next price guy is going to be, right in that range. I think Kyle Stanley would be a good complement to that. And then you may jump down to Mackenzie Hughes, who's going to be my other GPP play, a guy that's also playing extremely well, having made his last four cuts. He was actually my. Fantasy Golf Sommelier popped the cork on him and let him breathe play of the week last week. He finished T21. He has had a little bit of a price increase, um, but I love him this week. He is, he's great recent form with two top 15 finishes in his last four events. I mentioned that 21, T21 just a, a few week, or just last week. He's gained 22 strokes on the field in that time frame. So I think Mackenzie Hughes could be a very good play this week. He's also checking the box and strokes gain approach, par five scoring for me. So I like him as well. So Mackenzie Hughes, Kyle Stanley, and JJ Spawn will be my GPP plays. And I'm going to drop a little bit lower, actually, and give you kind of an extra guy who I think you could play in GPPs and cash. And um, that is going to be Nick Taylor. I like some Nick Taylor this week. I think because a, Minnesota is basically Canada. Because Minnesota is basically Canada, which is yeah. I don't care. But look, he's been extremely solid. He's made his last four cuts, two of those being top thirty-five finishes. Just been solid all year. So I do like Nick Taylor, and I will take him. And my fades are going to be Suey Kim because I freaking hate him, and he pisses me off every week. I took him for God knows what reason last week. That probably means playing. He's missed three straight cuts. He's missed four out of his last five cuts. I haven't seen any game from him. So I'll be fading Siwoo Kim. And then I'm going to fade a guy that showed some promise last week after he hasn't really done all that much this year. But he had a great round last week where he shot 27, I believe, on the front nine. And that is Cam Champ. I'm not about the hype. I just don't like it. I'm not going to play Cam Champ. So he will be another fade for me in this in this price range. There are a lot of guys actually here that I do like. I think that you could you could fit into yeah. some lineups. That was my problem. I will say uh, you picked a guy who's withdrawn already. And if you were again up on Twitter and saw things like Brooks Kepka's latest thong video, um, if you were paying attention, you would know that Kyle Stanley has already withdrawn from the golf tournament. So you may want to take him out of your lineups, people. Um, when and did Pat, he withdraw? While you're Hang on. Today. Pat, while you're thinking of another pick instead of Kyle Stanley, uh, I do want to say that the Cam yeah. Champ fade is uh, what you like to call a cop-out. I think that's a cop-out uh, fade. Cam Champ literally had one round that he played well. He hasn't had a top 40 on the PGA Tour in like a freaking 
I don't know, since like gas was a dollar a gallon. So. By the way, Mike, if Mike Metzger, if you're watching, usually you put the withdrawals here on the Fantasy National site. Not all of this can be on Twitter all single day, all day. He's not listed as being withdrawal. Usually you do a pretty good job with that, Mike. I just want to go ahead and I love Fantasy National, but oh, so you're gonna so you're gonna shift blame I'm gonna to blame, Mike. I'm Fantasy shifting blame National. to Mike. That's a fantastic since move. he's watching it. Since he's watching. Um, it. Well, I think the Cam Champ is a cop-out fade. I agree with the fade, but I think it's a cop-out fade. Why is that a cop-out fade? Because he had one good round, and it's the first good round he's had in, like, freaking 20 weeks. He's he, It was it. And then he just completely crapped himself. But every, people, and I like Cam Champ. People I like have, it. People have the recency bias. They, have, they, they, they see a good round. He was all in the news last week. And I think I'm just trying to I'm just trying to give the the people out there a heads up that you you don't get don't believe the hype just because he had one good round last week is basically what I'm I saying. was going to write down I was even tempted the, the the devil tempted me to write down Cam Champ as a fade and as I started to write it down I was like no no no, no that's a cop out I don't I want to give the listeners more than that I want to give I want to give people a legitimate fade and Pat would make fun of me and then here you go listening Cam Champ is your fade so. If you could sleep at night, I guess that's all that matters. Who's your replacement for Kyle Stanley? You said there was a lot of guys in this range. So you've, you've given us McKenzie Hughes and J.J. Spawn, which I don't hate either one of those picks. I had McKenzie Hughes written down. I will, I, will, I will officially not pick him so that we're not so redundant, but I do like the McKenzie Hughes pick, and he was one of the ones I was looking at. Um, so who is the other guy that you're going to go with instead of Camp, Kyle Stanley, who was withdrawn? I think the other guy that I would go with and the guy I had written down would be Sepp Straka at 7,500. He's right there in that range. Yep. He's right there beneath him at 7,600. The guy has been in good recent form, but then he's also checking boxes when it comes to stats. You look at off the tee, he's 21st. He's top 20 in the field in strokes gained approach. He's 13th in the field in ball striking. Also 13th in um, opportunities gained. So I think Seth Straka would be the one that I would I would go to there um, since Kyle Stanley's and screwed me there. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm going to piggyback on you here. Seth Straka, 125 to one to win on mybookie.ag. That's a bet that I've I have made. I love that pick. An aggressive young player, Georgia Bulldog, by the way. Go dogs! I uh, love the Seth Straka play at 125 to one, and then also Mackenzie Hughes. I said I liked him. He's 90 to one on mybookie.ag. You know, he's a proven PGA Tour winner. You know, he won in the fall last year, but it is what it is. Um, I like the I like the opportunity there. So I like I like both of those guys. I don't don't disagree with you there. Um, all right, if you're gonna make me nail down a few picks for the GPPs and not be repetitive, I am gonna go with Nick Watney. I think Nick Watney is definitely in play in terms of a cut maker. Pretty good recent form here in the last few weeks. Checks a lot of boxes, strokes gain off the tee. Gain strokes on par fives, greens and regulation good for Nick Watney. Uh, so I, I, I like I like old Watney, um, and then I think man a guy who's been playing really really good and is a is a handsome tall drink of water and that's Cameron Tringali. I mean I talk, I did talk about him last week so props to me for that he finished fifth at the Rocket Mortgage that was maybe another. Uh, one one minor highlight on our week. Um, oh my God! Tring- I put you on Tringali on the show that I did with Gino. You're like sitting there that trying was- to take all the credit, like Tringali was your guy. That's uh, Pat. That's that was freaking so, three weeks ago. That, that was three so, weeks ago. Last week I picked Cameron Tringali. That was but a you wouldn't have been term. on him if you hadn't heard me the week before. <laughs> 
God, yeah, because I get so all my lucky. information from you. If that were the case, I'd be playing Kyle Stanley right that now. So, I have him in my lineup. That is so like you. Um, so I'm going Nick Watney. Good God. Uh, I'm going Tringali. Love the box that he's checking. In fact, 15th in DraftKings points scored, 20th in strokes gained par 5, 2nd in strokes gained approach, 6th in opportunities gained, and 3rd in greens and regulation over the last 12 rounds. Tringali is very, very hot right now. In more ways than one. Uh, he'll steal your girl, and he's hot right now. So far, um, if you're listening out there, you you don't take Brooks Koepka because David doesn't like his thong. You do take Tringali because he thinks he's hot. And had one, you pro- you'd probably take because basically uh, Minnesota is Canada. So, I mean... When you put I, it that way, it sounds pretty bad. <laughs> so he may be... But it can't be I worse. may be the idiot. I may be the idiot of the group, but at least I try and put a little bit behind it. I don't, I don't really... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with your next pick. I mean, I did just rattle off every stat in the book that Cameron Tringali is checking. So if, okay. if you can't do anything but Which tune you out... Picked then... the, you picked up off my... Sh- okay, anyway. Let's go ahead. Go ahead with <laughs> it your It was freaking three weeks ago, Pat. Shut up. Um, all right. For my final GPP play, I have a real. I'm having a really hard time. Why don't we do this, Pat? Why don't you actually help me out here? Let's let's help me out. I'm having a hard time between a few young guys, and they're all right there in the low sevens. I think Sam Burns is where I lean. Doc Redman, I think, will be a little popular, but I get that he's hot right now, and you kind of want to ride the hot form. Wyndham Clark is hot right now, too, in the last couple weeks, and he's a scoring machine, very aggressive, hits the ball a long way. And then Max Homa... Um, checks a lot of boxes as well, and just won his first PGA Tour event at the at Quail Hollow a couple weeks ago. So I think my lean is Sam Burns. Can can you so, do you have any strong feelings over those four guys? Actually, despite all the uh, the aggressiveness um, that you're bringing this tonight um, towards me, I'm with you on Sam Burns. He is a guy that kept sort okay. of just. He was one of those like when I talk about in the fantasy golf sommelier article, the one I'm going to pop the cork on later. He was one of those that just kind of kept popping at all the different stats I was looking at, everything else. He just he just sort of was there glaring at me saying, take me, pick me. So yeah, I do yeah. like some Sam Burns. I think, you're, I think that's where I would go um, in that range. I, all right, so I'm glad you said that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land on Sam Burns, uh, Nick Watney, and Cameron Tringali in tournaments. Uh, I will say in terms of guys I wrote down on the betting card, the only guy I wrote down in that range is Sam Burns at 110 to 1. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to do something special to win. I mean, I guess he, he's only come close maybe once or twice. But in terms of DraftKings points, he's top six, he's sixth in DraftKings points scored over the last 12 rounds. Uh, he makes a lot of birdies. He makes a few mistakes here and there with his iron play. But he makes a lot of birdies, and I think these par fives he could take advantage of. Um, another guy that I mentioned in this range that I'm, I didn't formally pick that I'm going to bet on is Max Homa, 140 to one on the books. A guy that just won at Quail Hollow, so I, I think Max Homa at 140 to one is an interesting play also on the old betting card. In cash, I'm going to go Nick Watney. I think I think Watney's as safe a play in cash as possible. And then in uh, my fades, I'm going to fade. All right, speaking of Nick Watney, there's, here's another matchup for you with some implied odds. This is the last one I'll talk about this week. Uh, actually, no, it's not. Well, no, it's not. Uh, he is a favorite minus 120 to plus, to plus 100 over Peter Malnati. Now, Peter Malnati has been playing really freaking good golf here lately, like, like really good golf here lately. 
Um, but I am going to fade Peter Malnati. I don't think this is the ideal golf course for Malnati. I think this is going to reward Bombers a little more than our last few courses have. Uh, but Nick Watney is minus 120 to plus 110 to beat Peter Malnati. Implied odds of around 53% uh, to win that matchup most of the time. So, I, I, And he's only $100 more expensive on DK. So I'm fading Malnati. I'm also fading $7,400 fellow, another Canadian, Corey Connors. In exchange, I wrote this down, don't play Canadian Corey Connors. Play Canadian Mackenzie Hughes for the same price, $7,400. You already talked him up. I like Mackenzie Hughes' form better. Um, I get that Corey Connors has won this year on the PGA Tour. Good iron player, but everything else pretty much sucks, and the form's not fantastic right now. So I'm out on those boys. Uh, I do want to talk about one more matchup that I find interesting, Pat, and maybe you can, uh, like, maybe you tell me what you think here. So Jimmy Walker versus Brian Harmon is a matchup on my bookie, a tournament matchup. Now, Brian Harmon is priced at $8,000 on DK, $500 more than Jimmy Walker at $7,500. Yet Jimmy Walker is a favorite on the betting odds at minus 120 to Brian Harmon's plus 100, 55, almost 55% chance to win that matchup. So if you're playing DraftKings, don't waste your money on Brian Harmon. I think Jimmy Walker is a better play. He doesn't have any top tens, but he's been playing pretty good right now. Any thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, it's just gross. I mean, none of it really excites me all that much, but I'm probably with you there. I, I mean, I'd probably yeah, go I mean, it's not Walker. Exciting. I'm just. I'd probably go walk yeah. over Harmon for sure. I'm just trying to give the people some betting, so, you know, some some more traditional betting stuff. You know, throwing that in here a little bit. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's get into this 6K range. It's going to allow Pat to play Thong Rockin' Brooks at 11-9 on DraftKings, uh, and then I have one player in here that I'm gonna I've got on the betting ticket as well as an outright winner. So I, I can't wait to hear the the. His Excellence, Pat Perry, tell me all the players that he's going to have in his player pool here in the 6K. Why don't you enlighten us, wow, I feel, old I, wise I, Pat? I feel uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited that you're giving me all this um, this love here tonight. It's been been good. Um, yeah, so I'm going to start. By the way, I'm going to go low. I'm not even going to go up to the six, the high 6K range. I'm going to start mid 6Ks and go with a guy I liked last week, and that's Harris English at 6600. I think he's a great play. He's made seven straight cuts. He's made 18 of 23 cuts this year, so he has been solid week in and week out. I don't know what you're doing over there, David, but um, this is one reason I don't like this video thing because I have to sit here and look at all you. You distract me with all this shit. But anyway, so, you know, he ranks 33rd off the tee. I mean, you look at a guy like him at 6,600, has made as many cuts as he has on tour this year. I'm, I'm all in on that. I think that's a, that's a good play, and that is what you want down here. You don't want a guy that's going to be finishing top ten. You, just, you want a solid cut maker who's going to score. So I do like, I do like uh, Harris English. And then I like Josh Teeter at 6,500. Another guy who has been playing really good recently. He's made four straight cuts. 35th at the Rocket Mortgage, 36th at the Travelers, T63 at the RBC Canadian, and then he had a 17th place finish at the Charles Schwab. So a guy in kind of weak field events. Now, if I'm looking at a strong field event, I'm not playing a guy like Josh Teeter. But we saw, we got guys like Doc Redman, Nate Lashley, whoever else. Anybody can pop. We mentioned that at the top of the show. 
I think Josh Teeter does make sense this week, so I think he's a Teeter's good Teeter's on a heater. Teeter is on, on a heater, heater at 6,500. I do like him, and he is going to allow me to fit a good Brooks Kepka lineup out there. When you look at the stats, he's 20th in the field in strokes gained approach. He's top 40 in ball striking. He's you know, 54th in the field in opportunities gained. That's okay. Now, if I'm like talking about a guy in the eight, the nine, ten k range, if he's 54th in opportunities gained, I, that's not really going to be huge for me. But a guy that's down here in this this mid six range, I'm okay with that. So those are two guys that I think are very good, solid plays this week in the six k range, and I will I will have them in my lineups. Boom. Okay. Um. Well. Okay. I don't hate the Harris English play. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Um, a guy that we've both been on all year, and I'm going to keep playing him, Hank Lebiota. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. continues to make cuts, uh, although he missed the cut last week at the Rocket Mortgage. But before that, he's making some decent cuts. He checks some boxes. Um, he definitely scores DraftKings points, that's for sure. He's top 20 in DraftKings points scored and par 5 scoring over the last 12 rounds, uh, 24th in greens and regulation. 34th in strokes gained approach, so he's checking boxes there. If the putter can be okay and he can keep himself out of trouble on the uh, off the tee, I think this is an interesting spot for Hank at 6,900. For a cut maker, I like that move. Um, and then I, I do have a little bit of interest in a guy who we've had on the podcast. By the way, had Hank Lebiota on the podcast. Great interview. Um, but a guy who's got three top 30s in his last four events. You talked about the, the, the teeter heater. I think Garber's on a little bit of a run. Joey Garber, who we've had on the podcast, 29th at the Rocket Mortgage last week, um, but a 29th, a 27th, and another 29th in his last four events, along with a missed cut at the Travelers. But the iron play's been pretty solid. Off the tee, he's gaining strokes in every single event over his last four events. I think it's I think Garber's uh, one to look at. He's you know he's a Detroit native. Um, he played. I think he snuck in and made the cut on the last two holes last week and then played okay on the weekend. So, again, he's a Detroit native, also basically Canada slash Minnesota. So I think Joey Garber at 6,600 is interesting. Can I give you a really, 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 really wild long shot? Oh, by the way, Hank Lebiota, 175-1 to on my bookie, is my longest my longest odds guy. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Can I give you a super long shot, like, radical long shot like play this don't bet on this guy don't play him in cash only play him in massive tournaments play at your own risk but just but just a guy that i've got a little like a little hunch on just okay. a little hunch yeah Give are it you up for that yeah and he's dirt cheap he's at sixty three hundred dollars on DraftKings. adam svenson he hasn't played well since january okay so that may not be great however um, in two of his last three events, he's gaining strokes pretty much everywhere but the flat stick. He's gaining strokes off the tee. He's gained four strokes almost um, in the last couple weeks with his iron play. Uh, he just can't make a putt to save his freaking life. Bent grass is a little bit, to me, it's an easy, an easy surface to putt on. It rolls like it's supposed to. It, it, it rolls like what you see. There's no tricks. It's not Poana. It's not super grainy Bermuda. I love bent grass putting conditions. Maybe Svensson gets a little bump there and can like make a couple putts. 
but the ball striking lately has been there for Adam Svensson. So it's 6,300 for just a cut maker, probably top 30, 40 upside on DraftKings. So if you're playing like single entry or three max entry GPPs, you know, with, with a few thousand entrants and you want to throw Svensson in a lineup or two, I find him intriguing. That is it. Any thoughts on those, Pat? No, I was, uh, the entire time you were just talking right there, I was making a Brooks Kepka tournament lineup. So I wanted you to hear it to see what you thought about it. Okay, go ahead. Let me, let me hear it. So here's where we're going to start. Okay, so we, we kind of debated the low 7K range. You were, you were wanting some, uh, some opinion, uh, some of my opinion, um, which you respect wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I started off with Max Homa at 7,000. We have Mackenzie Hughes at 7,400. We have Brooks Kepka at 11,9. We have Neiman at 9,300. We have Teeter at 6,500. He's going to be the cheapest guy. And then a Nick Watney, one guy you said you loved in cash and GPPs. So of this lineup, actually one, two, three guys you mentioned. Four, yeah. if you Any, talk about Homa. So is there, that, are now, there and we're talking tournament. We're talking about tournament. We're going risk. That's that's zero dollars. But actually, I had I had a couple that I could have done with two and three hundred dollars left over. I just don't like the Josh Teeter pick. I don't see the upside with Teeter. I, I just don't. I, I see the upside with Teeter to be a, a T30. I just don't really see a lot of upside. So I would rather not have him. But, I mean, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Okay. All right. I just was um, doing that. I was, you know, we're just. Okay. I like it. Let's okay. get into the chunk and run, Pat, and let's button this bad boy up. Um, this ch- first, the chunk and run question, the chunk question tonight uh, is an interesting one. It comes from a listener. And it is a throwback to the old Tiger Woods EA Sports video games that we all grew up on, or most of us did. Maybe not Pat. Pat was probably had probably outgrown them by the time Tiger Woods became a thing on on EA Sports. But uh, throwback to the Tiger Woods games. The question is: Create a Tiger Woods golf fictional character. What would their name be? What kind of attire would they be donning? And maybe even a funny narrative or swing type or things like that. If, if everyone remembers uh, back in the day on the Tiger Woods game, you know, you played against real PGA Tour players, including Tiger, but they also had fake people in there. Famously, you had Pops Masterson, the old geezer with the, like, old hat and the argyle and the, the knickers. Uh, you had Tsunami Moto, the uh, sumo wrestling golfer. You had uh, Reginald Weathers. You had uh, Bev the Boomer Boucher, uh, who had a big beehive hairstyle. He had a lot of different characters out there. So some of you guys may have no idea what we're talking about, but some of you may know exactly what we're talking about. So, Pat, uh, any any fond memories playing the game, and, and uh, who would your character be? Yeah, so I did have some fond memories. I, I loved that video game, and I do remember these characters, actually. And um, so... <laughs> So I came up with um, an Irish, an Irishman, uh, for my character, and it was going to be. I was, you know, I had to go with, you know, myself. So kind of naming, you know, you know, me as a as an inspiration. And That's so rather I, narcissistic of you. So okay. I went with Patty McWoozy. So Patty McWoozy. So Patty McWoozy. I, I I don't know that this is a fictional character. <laughs> so. So Patty McWoozy would be, uh, he'd have a he'd have a he'd have a polo shirt on, you know, a guy, you know, collared shirt that was maybe a little too big for him, 
<laughs> he'd be probably wearing pleated pants. And um, he would have, like, he would have, he would, he would drag a cooler behind him, because I assume they have to walk. Like, he didn't have... <laughs> So he would drag a yes. cooler behind him with some Guinness, yeah. with some Guinness or something like that oh. in there. And he would, every once in a while, you know, before he's hitting a shot, he would, he would take some drinks. I don't know about swing type. I, I would say, like, but his body type would be kind of like a Colin Montgomery, would sort of be his body type. And, um, you know, I feel like he would have, like, a, um, a really like weird finish you know maybe a, maybe a decent backswing i don't know but like a weird finish like with a whole lot of action mm. in the end um mm. but that that was really that was the guy i think that you really need an, an irishman a patty mcwoozy on the game and uh you know <laughs> and there would be like a whole other factor like you would get con- to control his drink intake so like if you had to Ooh. like you had to like really perfectly like not only could it did it Ooh, did like you, regulate him you had to regulate him where like he yeah, would yeah, be yeah. really good if you got him to a certain point but then if you took but him he could, over but he could tip but he, he could, could tip, tip over that point so I feel like that would be like a whole other strategy to the game like if you were able to you know make Patty McWoozy put him in the perfect regulated state on the course he n- nobody could beat him like maybe not even Tiger. That's what I feel like. That that's who I would have created. I got to be honest, Pat. I'm I'm proud of you, man. Like I'm proud of you. I I think that was way more creative than I thought you would be with that question. And I like your answer way better than mine. And I wish I would have gone first and then you could have followed with that. I think that was very good. I could totally see that character in my mind. You painted that picture partially because I've he's one of my good friends and I I work with him on the Tour Junkies, but um it's a fantastic character. I think they should definitely consider that. If anyone out there wants to Photoshop what a digital uh, Patty McWoozy would look like, mad props. Maybe maybe we'll send you something free. Um, yeah. That would be fantastic to have a little Patty McWoozy character. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. We yeah. can put we can put that on a T-shirt. I think yeah. that'd be great. I'd put it all. Dragging the cooler, dragging the cooler. You know, I do think getting just the right level of of blood alcohol level is important for you especially um you can't tip it you can't tip it's like the tt to beer ratio when it's hot you got to make sure you're Mm -hmm. tt in enough for the beers you're drinking or you're going to collapse on the course or have a uti and you don't want any of that yeah um so i love patty mcwoozy i think that's a good call so i'm not the narcissist that you are so i wasn't really thinking of myself or creating a character like myself um i was creating a character that you would really enjoy beating the crap out of because they're a douche and so i went with the typical golf guys that i freaking hate every week out on the pga tour in the crowd so uh but but i gave him a slight twist it would be chief baba Booey, and he would be an indian uh a native american uh because he's a chief he'd be a chief baba Booey, and um he would yell after every one of your shots as the competitor. He would yell some stupid phrase like mashed potatoes or baba booey or get in the hole on a tee shot on a par five or whatever. Uh, like Pat Patty McWoozy, he would drink too much. Except So unlike Patty McWoozy, he would not maintain appropriate levels. He would drink too much uh, in between shots and get too, too tipsy and uh, just belligerent and annoying. Um, when he wasn't hitting, you would constantly see him videoing the shot of his competitors on his iPhone. And then to do mm-hmm. what with that footage, I'm not quite sure. And he doesn't know either. He would just be videoing you a lot. 
Um, in terms of uh, in terms of his attire, he would be wearing a blade collared blade collar Nike shirt with a white belt and maybe some black pants, navy pants, and some Skechers, and um, just looking like a total pro. And then he would also, uh, at the turn, he would he would help someone in the crowd propose to their girlfriend or announce uh, the gender of a baby, which I also think is is stupid. I'm pretty I'm pretty over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would do all the things that I hate to see on a golf course. I, can I just say I'm sick of the proposals from DJ and Justin Thomas and like the baby announcements and all that. Like I'm over those. Yeah. I think that's dumb. No other sport can we do that. And like, dude, I get it that you're fanboying out on DJ and you just think it's amazing and you want to get your picture taken. You're you're literally sacrificing. You you actually don't care about the gender of your child as much as you care about being able to get a selfie with DJ, which I think is the dumbest thing on the planet. So I'm not a fan of that. So Chief Baba Booey is my character. Not near as good as, as Patty McLeod. So I, I like it. I think, win, it's, I think it was good. You win You win the chunks uh, portion of tonight. Before we get to the run, you know what we did forget is one and done. So who is your one and done pick for this week? Because I don't really care who mine so is. So I thought about Brooks Kefka, but I'm going to go with, um, I had already written down Jason Day, who I had to check back to make sure I had not taken him yet. But Jason Day will be my one and done. And um, I'm having a decent okay. year in the one and dones. It's not great, but it's yeah. it's it's been better than the years past. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the basically you know the Canadian playing in basically Canada, Adam Hadwin. I'm gonna go with. I him. like that. He's my I like one. that. I'm good with that. I need. Okay. I, I I'm gonna have some wild picks for the rest of the year because I'm so terrible. So, all right, all right. Run question tonight. This is a fun one. It's wide open, Pat. We're in Minnesota. So I thought, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, especially the DFS community on Twitter, everywhere, a lot of them hail from Minnesota, and we love them. We love them all, and you know, we get made fun of a lot as Southerners. A lot of people like to pick on Southerners, especially, I don't know, like deep South, like us with accents, and they, they just like to make fun of us or think that or make make judgments about us. So I thought it would be fun to turn that around this week and make judgments and. Um, talk about things that we feel like the first things that come to your mind when you think of Minnesota. Like, what are the things? By the way, so we already gave a shout-out to Moose, Fantasy National CEO, uh, Fantasy Golf Insiders. Um, who else? Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other people from Minnesota. Josh Culp, I think, is from Minnesota. Good dude. Um, lots of guys from Minnesota. But we have some memories ourselves of our time in Minnesota at the Ryder Cup and Hazeltine, uh, at Hazeltine. But not just that, but also, like, what do you think of when you think of Minnesota, Pat? What comes to mind? Wow. So I'll, I'm going to go – I'm going to run the gamut here. The first thing I will say is the Minneapolis airport is so under – I don't. I could be wrong, but I had a great airport experience there. They, they, it was just a really good, nice, clean I don't even airport. think I could tell you – I don't even remember a thing about the airport there. I mainly remember when I was leaving how great it was, and if you know, how do you remember that? Yeah, seriously, and you know from some of the uh, the uh, phone calls, late night video, <laughs> that there was some good interactions with them with the oh. airport. Maybe actually that was probably Delta, but anyway, it was. I had a good experience with that. I will say this: 
The area we spent a lot of a lot of time in when we were there for the Ryder Cup near Chaska, where Hazeltine is, the the lake there and the bars there, right there on the lake. It was oh. beautiful, and and the weather in late September when we were there, early October, was unreal. It was perfect. I mean, yeah, yeah. perfect for walking around a golf course, and and I I loved it. Now. I don't want to be there in the middle of winter. I'm just not. I'm not going to be able to handle that. No, I would die. But the time we were there in late September and that that time, it was it was fantastic. Um, I can't not talk about Minnesota without talking about where the word "boom" was born, and that was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So it will always have a special place in the tour junkie's heart and my heart. Um, but it is a it is a fantastic place. I, I highly recommend it, going there, and I, I loved it. If you're if you're gonna if you're watching on YouTube, I'm gonna play a brief clip from that night when Boom was born. It is our substitute word for Boom. Pat was trying to say Boom. It came out Boom. It was 1 a.m. We were at a guy's house in Minnesota the night the U.S. won the Ryder Cup in Hazeltine. It was very late. Uh, we were in his house playing on his basketball court, and uh, this brief thing happened. And that's amazing. Um, <laughs> but it was, it, yes, uh, definitely that will always come to my mind is that is the birthplace of Bone. But uh, you know what? You know what? You're going to laugh at this. You're not, you're, you're probably, seriously, when I, when I read this question, this is literally the first thing that came to my mind, and I bet you're going to be shocked. Guess what the first thing that came to my mind? It was somebody's name. Let's see if you remember. Kent Herbeck. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, was I, don't... Such, I was such a Braves baseball fan in the early 90s. Me and too. That worst of first, yes. that worst of first season. They killed us. And my favorite baseball player in all of the in all of the earth before Ken Griffey was Ron Gant. And I will never forget Ron Gant running down the first baseline and Kent Herbeck muscling him off like a freaking Greco-Roman wrestler, muscling his foot off the bag and the umpire calling him out when he should have been safe, and the Braves lose the World Series, Jack Morris and his self. Uh, I will Kirby never forget that Puckett. as long as I live. Kirby Puckett. Great guy, by the Kirby. way, I think. He's... I actually wrote his name down. I remember Kirby Puckett. He was the only redeeming factor on the Minnesota Twins. He was a great man, great ball player. Um, loved Kirby Puckett. I did write him down as well. But Kirk or Kent Herbeck, if anyone knows Kent Herbeck, tell him to f off from the tour junkies. Like that's what you could tell him. They I hate broke that guy. our hearts when we were kids. Um, broke our hearts. I, I also thought of an old cartoon show that I used to watch on Saturday mornings called Bobby's World. Did you ever watch Bobby's World? <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like this little boy, and he rode around on this like a tricycle thing. But his mom was Minnesota, and she was always like, "Hey, Bobby, don't you know?" So it's always like the "Don't you know." Don't you know, Minnesota, like the mom from Minnesota, don't you know? Like, I don't know, I always, I, I was literally just thinking, like, association, Minnesota, what comes to my brain? And I just wrote down Bobby's World, the cartoon. Maybe maybe some listeners out there remember. Uh, but other than that, definitely the Ryder Cup, um, Boehm, and the amazing dive bar that we went to that first night. And the people, awesome. the people of that dive bar were amazing, first of all, like, Amazing! It was so much fun. I, Moose was with us. I can't remember what the name of the bar was or where it was, but I heard it's been shut down since. 
Uh, but we went to this dive bar in Minnesota that was super small. They had an incredible band playing, a very small dance floor. And I just remember forming some opinions about some Minnesotans, I think that's how you say it, that night that were quite electric. Um, that was a great... It was a good time. Wasn't there a guy in an Elvis suit that night? Was it an Elvis so, suit or it was some sort of like... He, all right, never mind. I don't think so. I think that was one of your different uh, tours that you went on. It was not. I don't think that was in Minnesota. I would remember that one. Good stuff. We love Minnesota, though. Good, good times. Hope you guys get to host this event for a long time. Thanks for watching the Tour Junkies podcast. May your screens be green. It honestly can't be worse than last week. So I'm, I'm excited about coming up on the. You know, we're, we're, we're on the mend here. Uh, next week, we got the John Deere Classic, and then following that, the Open Championship from Royal Portrush. We're excited about that one. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for your support. You're the best. Thanks for everyone watching on YouTube. See ya!